to visas from 2013. Yeah. You were telling a lot of very funny jokes. Who are the best at late time? They fight about carnival trial. Now, here you are, 10 years later. Here are Christy the carnival, Vanessa. And he did carnival live in between. Right. So I was trying to figure out how did the change of heart come about? What's that change of heart? I mean, when things are popular in the news, you make fun of them. I mean, I've never. We never go for the throat. They're always silly jokes. Right. Usually Kathy Lee involved jokes. You know? <laughs> oh, I forgot about the Kathy Lee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great organization, a great place to, you know, when I did the late night's a little different now. When I did it, you kind of made fun of both sides and, you know, got people equally right. mad at you. Now you only get one side mad and the other side you. So That's right. It's, it's a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there really is no change of heart. I mean, it's just a matter of, when something is in the popular culture, the bad guys, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. it just you make fun of it, you have jokes. You know? mm-hmm. Is there something about cruise ships in general that just, I don't know, makes it more funny in a certain sense? Well, you always picture people eating and, you know, just you know, right. indulging, and, and that's always funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so have you been on a cruise before? No, I haven't. Um, I, well, I, I did do one with Paul Allen uh, once. Uh, yeah, I think we'd get 100 people from different walks of life. But that was about four days. That's the only one I did. So, so what about now? Do you want to go on now after you've seen this thing? Well, I kind of work every day somewhere. So every other day. So yeah. I don't I, I don't have the attention span to do a week. But two, two, <laughs> three days or something is fine for me. Yeah. What was the process of you becoming asked to be godfather of this ship? No process. It's pretty simple. You know, show business is not hard. People just make it difficult. Yeah. I do things on a handshake, and oh, it'd be great. Thank you very much. And you fly in and try to avoid the legalese, and you must spend this much time. You have to, you know, whatever it is. I mean, they invited me here. It's an honor to do it. It's fun. I, I like people. I don't understand people who are in show business that don't want to meet people, you know. So to me, it's great. I mean, all kinds of car enthusiasts and other kinds of people here, and it's fun. It's fun. You know, you're you're only the third Godfather, to to my knowledge. Oh, third one! I didn't know there were two others. Who were the others? Uh, well, we won't say what the other line is, but oh, oh I see. <laughs> but you're the first one for Carnival. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's, you were well, the third uh, one overall. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, the first one was Pitbull. With what? Pitbull. Oh, oh, Pitbull. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Pitbull. Yeah, there you he, go. he was on my car show. Yeah, yeah. nice guy. Mm-hmm. What was your relationship with Carnival? I had done a few shows for them. Uh, that was it. Same as the relationship you have with any casinos in Vegas or anything like that. You know, they hire you to do a number of shows, and, and, and you do them. And yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Write joke, tell joke, get checked. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, sir. Well, Carnival is a What car do I get the most fun? Of the used collection out of driving. Well. I like to drive. I think the rolls explode and makes noise. I, I enjoy uh, motorcycles, cars. There's no one. I wouldn't have all these cars if I if I had a favorite. I would just drive that one. But I just like the history of transportation. You know, when you're interested in something, you always want to know what came before that, what came before that. Like my oldest car is 1906. You can't go much older than that. So, uh, so I, I like driving everything: steam cars, gas, electric. And as the Godfather, are they going to let you drive the ship a little bit? Excuse me, what? Are they going to let you drive the ship? Drive the ship. I can see how 
how familiar you are with the sea, sir. Oh, you yeah, don't yeah. actually drive the ship. No, I don't think they'd let me steer the no. ship, really. Would you? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd not. I can make a left turn in this thing. I'm not sure how it works. You probably have to figure out where the bridge is. I first. mean, I've been through the engine room and I had a lot of fun down there. That was great. Uh, it's fascinating to see how it all works. Just a bigger version of whatever you think an engine is. You know? So that, 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 that was kind of exciting. I really, I was up on the bridge and saw, saw that, how all the electronics work. And yeah, it's fun. That's the part I like. Has any part of the boat you? Well, I like the engine room. That's, that's, that's my favorite. I just, I like mechanical things. I like things that are... How would you compare it to like one of the cars? Well, just a much bigger version, obviously. You've got you know, tens of thousands of horsepower versus a couple hundred horsepower. So, uh, there are no small parts. Everything is, you know, you feel like a four-year-old with giant pistons and huge so, engines. And... Do you think you can take a match to it? Yeah, I'll take a... Yeah, I'll do it, sure. You know, it, it's really not, it's not complicated because as it's just a bigger version of what you have. And most engines in ships like this are pretty conservative. Whatever they were doing in the 50s and the 70s and the 80s, they're still doing now, except you have electronic aids, you have fuel injection and electronic monitoring, whereas someone else would monitor it by looking at it. But the engines themselves are pretty basic, old fashioned, reliable. You know, they run for 50 years and they'll run for another 50 years. Jay, it's very cool to see you. Um, you have this reputation for being the hardest working comic and show business. Well, and during during tonight's show, after tapings, you would go to Vegas and perform, and I think even uh, during that time, uh, you would still go to clubs in Huntington Beach right. and perform. I'll be there Sunday. How do you feel about agreeing to perform every night here on Venezia? Well, I'm not here every night, I'm just here tonight. But every night, during their, every sailing, I understand you're going to be performing. Oh, is that right? Well, I'll find out. It's time for it. But yeah, it'll be fun with, fine with me. Um, you know, it's a great showroom. Have you seen the showroom? It really is beautiful. I mean, it's a classic showroom. And it's perfect for comedy. It's just about the right size, 900,000 people. You know, sometimes doing comedy, giant, the guy's going to a bar! You know what? You know, I mean, this, you've got good acoustics. You know, and the sound is perfect, the light's perfect. You have literally Broadway or Vegas-style shows on the water. So, I mean, yeah, it's as, it's as good a nightclub as you're going to find. Great. Did you, did you know that as a godfather or godmother, <laughs> you godfather, yeah, we'll go after that one, that's the, that you now have the right to go on this ship once a year oh. with whoever you want Oh, for free. Oh. Well, if I go with anyone else, my wife will kill me. So. Well, go with your you go with your wife. So go with your wife. wife. Yeah. But now you can go anytime you want. It's a, that's not in the clause. I, I talked to them a little bit. Oh, no, I, I I will find out about that. But thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> Jay, what is the uh, perception of like in your circles of performing comedy clubs and stuff of comedians that perform on cruise ships? What is the perception? Yeah, is it like are they? Uh, you know something? You have snobs in every profession. Okay, that's what I'm trying you to know, say. You know, when we were doing the Tonight Show band, I had some of the greatest jazz musicians in the world, Kevin Eubanks, uh, a bass player, okay. And the guys that are not on the Tonight Show, well, it's TV, it's a seller. You know, no matter what profession you're in, people are gonna be jealous, people are gonna be upset. You know, to me, any comics that's working is, is great. All comics yeah. that are working is great. And you wouldn't be here if you weren't any good. 
And cruise ships are actually a little trickier because it's not like a club where you can be really dirty. You know, you've got a, a different kind of audience here. Uh, and to me, it, it takes a, a special form, but it would be funny if we're clean. I got nothing against working dirty, it's fine, but it's not for everybody. I mean, for a cruise ship, you've got a, a real cross-section of America. You got the hip people, you got some older folks, you got some young couples, you know, you got a little bit of everything. So you need to appeal. It's a bit like doing television. You know, you're appealing to a wider audience. So so you've got to be good. No, but uh, I, I mean, the cruise ship industry is really keeping a lot of comics alive. There's not that many clubs around anymore. So uh, anywhere it can work, it's it great. Well, this one has a dedicated punchline. Yeah, it's comedy really club. good. Yeah. It, it's great. And you get to take a cruise. And, yeah, sure. But why endorse this ship? I mean, now your name's attached to it, you know? Yes. Why, why yeah. do that? Why do it? Yeah. Well, uh, it was an honor. It's a big, giant ship. They want you to be associated with it. Sure, why not? I mean, who am I? You know, I'm a, I'm a performer. That's what I do. I, I'm a huge believer in low self-esteem. It's the key to success. If you don't think you're the smartest person in the room, you'll shut up and you'll listen. And to me, when people ask you to do something, and it's a big corporation, there's a lot of money riding on it, they're asking you to do something. Uh, to me, that's a privilege and an honor. I think it is. I don't think that I'm both. So, you know, the funny thing about being in my business, no matter where you go, people go, what are you doing here? <laughs> this is where the stage is, where the audience is. No matter where you go, you go to Vegas, you go to, you know, Little Town and I, why don't you come here? This is where the audience is. Simple. Well, not, they're not, they're not really out of sea. They're only 10 feet into the sea, really. We're not even in the sea just yet. I, I mean, obviously, if I spent time on the boat, then you find something in common with the people. But everybody has access to the Internet now. You know, you have to go to the Midwest and the guy in bib overalls and a piece of straw. He doesn't know what you're talking about. I mean, every, everybody has Apple products and iPhones and... I mean, I see homeless guys in LA, they've got iPhones, computers, you know? I mean, so it's not like 50 years ago where one side is naive and the other side is hip and cool. It, it, it's pretty much homogenized. Have you had a chance to look at the Italian features of this show? Yeah, yeah, it made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, because this is the first Italian style person Italian the carnival, yeah. Well, my dad's Italian. You know, my dad only watched sports when Italian. He stopped watching baseball when Joe Dimaggio quit. He stopped watching boxing when Graziano and those guys quit. You know, my, it was only about Italians. You know, you know, my dad was really funny that way. Every time there's some mafia story out there, well, I gotta get with the Italians, what are they doing? Gonna... When Leon Cook was on the cover of Time magazine, ah, oh, that was hanging in our house. So, I mean, it reminds me of this. This is this whole place is kind of like my cousin Toby's wedding. You know? There's a lot of people, hey, being Italian. And now you are the godfather. It, it just makes me, you know, my grandfather came to this country in what, 1886 or something like that. My grandfather's really old. And I think he would get a big kick out of seeing my name on the ship. I think he really, but he came to Ellis Island and I got all the paperwork and, you know, just one of those kids. I was telling him before, my grandfather used to carry a piece of paper. And in the early 1900s, they were trying to stop the number of Italians. So many Italians were coming in at such a voracious rate that they wanted to slow it down. And the senator said, if the Italians keep coming in at the rate they are now, in 50 years we'll all be eating pizza for dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I'm thinking mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we did it. But I mean, that's what I mean. Now it's not pizza. Now it's tacos. Now it's. But that's what America is. It's constantly changing. You know. I mean, in 50 years, it's gonna be a Spanish ship. You know, it, 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 that's what I like about America. It's that constant. Whoever has the ball controls the game. You know? Well, I think there's one restaurant here that combines pizza and tacos. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I rest my king. <laughs> Jay, it's pretty cool to be, you know, first godfather uh, the Carnival's ever had. Are there any no other notable or memorable firsts that you've uh, had or been? You know, I said to a reporter once that I was the first left-handed host of the, of the Tonight Show of Italian descent. He went, oh, that's great. And I go, no, that's a joke. <laughs> no, that's a joke. It's a joke. Everybody is the first, you know. I mean, the first African American. To African Americans doing everything now. They're everywhere. It just seems funny to go. Oh, he's the first African American. You know, when, when I was a kid, immigrants would say our son is the first one in our family to graduate college. You know, so it, it always makes me laugh. He always put these firsts on things. And I, no, I can't think of any other first. Other than left-handed Italians, that was tonight. Back in the '90s, I had to interview Phyllis Diller when she was on the cruise ship. She said, "I love cruise ship audiences. They're in happy mood, they're on vacation, they've got a few drinks, they don't have to pay. I love cruise ship audiences, and they're easy." Do you think that's true? I mean, is it? Are well, some audiences Phyllis, better than Phyllis was, Phyllis was a great comedy writer. You know, she was a really good. You know, it's so funny. If you want to see something funny. But I, you bet your life with Groucho Marx, Phyllis Diller. See, oh, young Phyllis that. Diller comes yes. out, and she's young and attractive. But at that time, for women to be in comedy, you had to make fun of yourself. You had to. Look. So she did the crazy hair and that kind of. And she was really quite attractive. But just to get ahead, you know, the, TV, the men that ran TV used to say, "Women won't watch an attractive woman be funny." Which is stupid. Yeah. But that's the way it was. So she made herself look weird and bizarre, which she really wasn't at all. Uh, mm -hmm. Just just to get across, you know, Bob Hope would make fun of her and you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, but no, she was a great comic. And I, I write about people on vacation, you know, easier audience, do you think? Or they just want to have a nice night, sort of fun? Or no? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you got a bunch of people that are, you know, someone on death row, they're, they're going to be a terrible audience. But you know, if you have people on vacation, they relax. Well, sure, they they do. They are good audiences, mm -hmm. but you make your own audience. You know, if you're good at what you do, then it's a good audience. Is that okay? All right. Well, thanks, you guys.